Special interview here on Below the Belt Show with Tribeca Festival coming up this week. And uh, I myself can't wait to be there this weekend. However, we have to uh, interview some of the creators involved with the great selected films of Tribeca. And we're welcoming, my gosh, she's an actress, model, producer, writer, director. Is there anything you don't do? I can't cook. Cool is here. Emily, good to have you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I, first of all, I'm just so impressed by, by your, the many hats that you wear. In, oh, thank in this you group. so much. Um, uh, what made you decide to just handle so many different duties in the entertainment industry? Oh, my goodness. Probably because, like, no one liked me in elementary school and thought I could do anything. It probably, like, stems from that. I think I have, like, a bone to pick and, and a point to prove. And I think that I... When I started doing this, when I at least started writing and directing my own stuff, I told myself that I wasn't going to tell myself I couldn't do anything. That if I couldn't do it at the time, I would learn how to do it. And I think that that's been the basis of everything. And I think they all kind of bleed into each other. But I just love being a part of the creative process, no matter what aspect it is. Great. And if you could tell us about your creative process for Playland, because I know that producers tend to wear different, um, have different roles, whether it's on the creative side, whether it's on the financial side. Um, what specifically did you do creatively with Playland? I know producer can mean so many different things. I know when I got into this, I was like, what, what does that mean? Uh, so Playland was brought to me by my head of development at Public School Pictures. His name is Zach Parker. And he introduced me to Jordan West, our wonderful writer and director, and Russell Schaefer, the producer on the project. And when we came in, there was already a rough assembly of the film. There wasn't any color done yet. There was no sound mixing. And... Uh, It wasn't a final edit, but I got to see inside of Jordan's mind and I got to see how they really portrayed what was on the paper onto the screen. And I was so blown away and so impressed. And I fell in love with the visuals and found that it was such an important story that needed to be told. So our role kind of came with financing, giving notes, um, being involved, whether it would be their, their social media, um even kind of what we were going to do as far as publicity um premieres it's it's been a little bit of everything and it's been such a joy to work with them they've been absolutely incredible that is incredible uh, of course it's selected for tribeca which is a, a great accomplishment when you found out it was selected for tribeca what were your thoughts I mean, I kind of screamed and called my mom. I was, I was thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's awesome when great people who make great work get recognized for that. And as many eyeballs as we can have on this picture, the better. And Tribeca is just so iconic. I spent a lot of time uh, as a teenager. And to be able to actually attend the festival with a film in it is a pinch me moment. Yes, definitely one of the premier festivals in the country. Uh, right up there with Sundance and Toronto and all Mm -hmm. the big big film festivals, of course. So this is a great accomplishment. Now, as far as the production of Playland, were you on set um, a lot or not so much? More behind the scenes? More behind the scenes. Uh, It was amazing to see what they captured whether it was bringing in a horror. So the art department built every single set. I mean, that was that was on a soundstage uh, in, in Boston. So the art department really got to take a lot of creative liberty. Unfortunately, there aren't many photographs of the Playland Cafe, at least the interior, because at the time it was something that was kind of kept hidden. So they really got to use their imagination. And I thought it was incredible what they came up with from the costumes and the textures and the props and, and, and the exteriors and the interiors. And it was just... 
it was so meticulously and impeccably done. Yeah, the set design was was incredible because this Playland Cafe is Boston's oldest, most uh, not- notorious gay hangout space uh, from what the bio of the uh, of mm-hmm. the film states. Um, so uh, we're talking a, a legit club that many people frequented back back in the day. Yeah, it opened in 1937 uh, and at a time when being gay was not something that one could vocalize and it provided a safe space and a chosen family. And unfortunately, in 1998, it was turned into a parking lot. So mm. with this film, I'm so thrilled that the legend of the cafe gets to live forever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does live forever through the film for sure. And uh Four specific time periods, 1943, 1965, 1977, and 1992. That's really cool. And I, I saw, I noticed that with a lot of the wardrobe choices too, that you had to stick close to that particular time period. So, uh, you know, the wardrobe uh, department did a fantastic job as well. They really did. Yeah, I think that was one of the major signifiers of what era we were in, whether it was the lighting mm-hmm. uh, the costuming, you know, we follow the character of Lady throughout multiple time periods and uh, everything about it was so thoughtful and each department just really crushed it. Absolutely. And the song at the end. Yeah. Wow, the singing. Yeah. No. The, fantastic. The music does this really great job of not interrupting the film but really elevating it which is an interesting balance right because you want the music to be heard but you don't want it to be too loud right sense and uh the score is amazing and it really just accents the film and the texture so well yeah absolutely now as an actress did you want to throw in your kind of audition (laughs) to be in this part of this film as well i would have loved to have been a part of it Uh, i think that they did a great job with casting. I'm a big Lady Bunny fan. Daniel Cooper is incredible. There's an actress named Kelly Mittendorf who was in the film, who mm-hmm. I, back in the day, actually knew as a model. We had the same agent. Yeah. The same agency, and I always kind of looked up to her and was like, I hope. It's like, does she even know my name? And so now to be like friends with her is really cool. Like my 15 year old self is kind of screaming. Um, so the cast crushed it, and and yeah. uh, it was great to see. Their portrayal of these characters yeah absolutely agree with that and of course um this film will be premiering on friday june 9th friday june 9th 5 15 the angelica on the east side yep and uh two more other screenings after that on june 10th and june 16th of course tribeca film.com uh the official website to uh get your tickets and Check out this film. I I believe you'll be in attendance, right? Some of the creators. Yeah, yeah, I will be there. Uh, I a lot of the cast and the crew, um, some friends, some family, bringing everybody. That's awesome. And then a big party, hopefully in New York, right? Oh yeah, a big after party. <laughs> you gotta have that, right? Yeah, you gotta have that. That's that's one of the best parts. <laughs> yeah, sure. you gotta that's pop some bottles every once in a while. <laughs> Celebrate. I love it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, Again, going back to how impressed I am with what you've accomplished, and you, you're fairly young. You're very young, actually. Um, and I'm just looking at your IMDb. Um, you actually co-wrote a song for Blue Moon? Yeah. Um, so Olivia Barris, who plays Maya in the film, is a really talented songwriter and has a beautiful voice. And 
the long and the short of it is I just didn't want to pay any more for music licensing. And so I was like, you know, what? why don't we just, why we can do this ourselves? Like, why don't we just do that? And she had some lyrics and I had some ideas and we kind of meshed them together. And wow. I came up with a melody and she was able to play that and execute it. And it was this beautiful joint venture on our parts and it turned out wonderful. I'm really proud of it. And it was another thing that I didn't know I could do. Maybe I'll do more of in the future. I think that anything in art kind of informs the other and it's awesome. And I, and I love it. I, yeah. I guess you can write, uh, add songwriter. Yes, we can write song. I mean, I guess so. It's funny. Like I've dated musicians, but I never got like a song out of it. And so okay. I always thought like, okay, well, if I would write a song about myself, yeah. like what would it say? And, and that's kind of where we started. It was fun. Any particular uh, musicians that we may know? Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, <laughs> not confirm or deny. <laughs> of course, of course, speaking yeah. of dating, you're in a film yeah. that was at Sundance with Nicholas Holt mm -hmm. called Newness, and you played one of the dates, I guess, of, of Nicholas's character. Yeah, yeah, and that how was, was that fun. for you? Oh, it was a blast. Are you kidding? There was like a makeout scene. And I kept being, we like, can we just get one more take? Like, just, <laughs> it's just like, I didn't feel right, you know? Um, and he's just a joy. And the last year on set was writing thank you notes to everybody. He's just a real class act. And uh, Drake Doremus is a wonderful director and definitely informed my own directing. I really love his style. You know, we'd say our lines and then he wouldn't yell cut for a little while. So he just kind of got to improv and I happened to give myself a few more lines in the film that way. Uh, but it was go. awesome. It was some of the best days and really made me want to keep doing it over and over and over again. <laughs> right. And you got to yeah. love how you can add some lines to. Yeah. To, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. That. You got to You got to make the most of that. As an actor, I do that myself all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't help but do that, right? Very cool. And that, that was a part of Sundance Film Festival. So now you have like two now elite film two. festivals under your belt. Yeah. It's now kind of now wild. you can. <laughs> I know. Now I need now we need to go to France. Let's Very make this cool. international. Yes, of course. And you're a yeah. part of Life on Mars with Troy and Belisaru. Actually, yeah. uh, I met Troy in an event um, and did an interview with her on a carpet. Uh, and she she's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's how was your experience on Life on Mars? It was really fun. It was really, really fun. She was like about to pop. I think she was like nine months pregnant. And yeah. uh, she is just such a boss. And it gave me such inspiration. And like, cause I want to be a working mom and be in the industry too and, and be able to do both. And she does both and she does it with so much grace. So that was really beautiful to watch. That is incredible. And of course you're actually writing and starring in your own series called 13th Stepping? Yeah. Yes, let's stepping. talk about it. Okay. So 13th Stepping is set in the world of AA, a specific AA group in New York City. It's kind of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, loosely based on my teenage years in New York. And it is what I kind of call a tromedy, so a trauma-based comedy. And I absolutely love it. We're in the midst of developing and packaging it right now. I would also act in that, God willing. And uh, I think it is the most personal thing I'll ever do, but one of the things I'll be the most proud of. Wow. And have you started pitching the networks yet or streaming platforms? Not quite yet. We're okay. trying to see what happens with the strike and, uh, yeah, and go from cool. there. Yeah, the strike's been a pain in the butt, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great cause, but it's definitely uh, somewhat inconvenient at times. It's inconvenient as I timing, yes. Yeah, great uh, cause. No one at the WGA come after me, but yeah, 
because um, you're, you're a writer. Are you also part of the WGA as well? I'm not a part of the WGA, okay. which is a blessing and a curse in both ways. Uh, right. But uh, I think what they're doing is amazing. I think that we need to figure out some of these things. We need to figure out residuals. We need to figure out AI. I think there there's so many things that hadn't existed and didn't exist 15 years ago the last time all this stuff came up. So I'm glad that it's coming up now for sure. Yeah, AI is something just a complete. It's so wild. It Actually, is wild. My head of depart my head of um, development in the development department. I never really played around with ChatGPT. And he was showing me some things and it just kind of blew my mind. It, it was blew my mind. <laughs> just yeah. anything you can think of in your imagination, it just pops right up. Right, totally. It, it is incredible. I mean, obviously there's some positives, but there, there are some potential negatives, you know, when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I don't think, we, you know, we never want to lose the human touch or the human experience. And I think there's specific yeah. stories that only people can tell. And I think that when it comes to art, I don't think a computer will ever be able to do it the same. Agreed, agreed especially with anything creative. Yeah. You know, you can have your supermarket uh, checkout, you know, you can yeah, do my taxes all day taxes. Right. Yeah. But, but when it comes to writing and acting yeah. and stage and yeah, those, those, I things think, are... you know, people understand people and I don't think that will ever change. Yeah. Wow. Now you have a production company. Yeah. Uh, public mm -hmm. school pictures. Mm hmm. And also an affiliated podcast. So let's talk yeah. about both of those. Yeah. yeah, I got a podcast too. Yes. Um, Public School Pictures podcast. Actually, Jordan, uh, the writer and director of Playland, and Kelly, one of the actresses in Playland, will be on our podcast uh, on Friday. Um, that was really just a way for me to ask the questions that I didn't have time to ask in, in production meetings and talk to people that you normally wouldn't hear from. So above and the below talent above and below the line talent uh, on the projects that we work with. And I just wanted another way to send knowledge without uh, a paywall and uh, hear, hear from, from those creatives on the projects about what makes them tick and what, what inspires them and why did they make it and, and ask them all of those questions. Wow. That's super cool. So with this company, do you feel like it's, become overwhelming to the point of, you know, acting might have to take a, a backseat or do you feel like you could balance both? It's interesting. You know, I think that the day-to-day -day auditioning has definitely taken a backseat. I now act in my own stuff and in friends stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been good for my soul at this moment. I think I'd had a lot of rejection and, and needed to take a moment to step away. And, and that's what the company has really done for me. Yeah. I think, you know, we have a really incredible team. There's Zach Parker and Anna Patino and Cassie Vivant who make up public school pictures. And I could not do it without them by any means. It is definitely not just me. I'm only one quarter of this picture. And we do a really great job at time blocking and being able to do a little bit of everything every day, whether it's setting aside two hours for writing and then taking a production meeting and then doing this, that, and the other. But um I try to juggle it all as best as possible. Yeah. But I definitely know that you can't do everything every day. And and that's something I, I fight up against. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of time management and uh Yes. Yeah, multitasking time management. Yes, sure. you can see my calendar. It's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, what would be your dream role or project? a particular actor, director, or um, genre that you would love to work on? Mm, well, I love Sofia Coppola, and I love Greta Gerwig. Oh, um, nice. Talking, like, you know, female filmmakers. 
Um, I think truly anything with a bit of soul is really my answer because I think that that kind of transcends director, that transcends genre, that transcends whether it's a show or a film or whether I'm acting or directing it. But anything with soul and a story that needs to be told, I am there and excited to be a part of. Wow, that's fantastic. And of course, speaking of excitement, people should get excited for this amazing um, film, Playland, which mm-hmm. is part of Tribeca. So after the premiere, what are your plans for Playland for other audiences to enjoy it? So there's several festivals that we'll be able to announce that we've been into I think announcements will come after Tribeca and then will come our international and domestic distribution deal uh so I am excited for that announcement because oh it's already in place potentially all right I cannot yeah I I I I think everybody will be able to see it relatively soon amazing wow again very very stylistic, very unique. I don't think I've seen anything like this film before. So that's that's another thing that you can really, really, uh, you know, get some audience and some eyes on this film because I haven't seen anything like this before. It's 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 very unique uh, and uh, definitely worth a look. So, um, of course, for those in New York City, um, TribecaFilm.com for the schedule and it's Playland. Search for Playland and you can check out the three screenings. Are you going to be at all three screenings or the first two or? I'm just going to the first one, but then just we the have other casting crew representing at the next two. Oh, very cool. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I'm getting to New York Saturday. So. Oh, nice. I'm leaving Saturday. Oh, I know it's we'll just meet each other. Yeah. But you should come if you, if you want to, if you want to come, just, uh, just let me know and I'll make sure you have a ticket. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Very cool. Yeah. Wow, Emily, this is fantastic. So uh, before we wrap up, if you could let us know who you are, throw out yes. a plug uh, for Playland or any other projects you want to throw out. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out a catchphrase or whatever you want at the end. Okay, this is Emily on the Below the Belt show. You can follow me at Emily Rule on Instagram. That's R-U-H-L. You can stay up to date with Playland and every public school pictures production at public school pictures on Instagram and public school pictures.com and yeah, keep making movies. Don't take no for an answer and learn by doing. I love it. And of course, yeah, checking out the uh, Instagram right now at public. You like the black and white. Yeah. Well, I'm checking out your personal and oh, you, also okay. have, you also have a public school pictures uh, yeah, go to IG as well. Pictures. And uh, oh, wow. You're at the, uh, that woman of impact celebration. Uh, was that at DC at the White House Correspondence? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was at the White House Correspondence. First lady was there. I got pat down by the Secret Service. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Very and very lovely, by the way. You're absolutely stunning. Thank you. So, uh, wow. Fantastic, Emily. Thank you so much for talking to us here on Below the Belt Show. Thanks for having me. That's the luck with the film.